Hi, it's Pete Norsett here and welcome to another Premier League betting podcast from Trade on Sports and Focused on Football. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Wonderful. Thank you, my good friend. Are you well? Yes, very good. Yes. And uh, well, it's coming now to the well near, near the end of the season here. And uh, I, don't know, I think the most interesting thing in the Premier League is definitely the, uh, the European places at the moment. Yeah, it's a bit of a scrap and any team of crikey, God knows how many can can get those final places. And uh, some of the bigger names as, that we've all grown accustomed to sort of slotting into that top six are really struggling, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, and well, uh, and also, what is it, down at the bottom, well, West Brom are sort of making a fist of it at the minute, but I can't see, I think the three that are down there will be down. Well, especially now Newcastle have managed to try and start scoring goals, Pete. I think uh, I think Fulham are, are really deep in trouble because probably about three weeks ago, they really looked like they're on the verge of pulling out a bit, weren't they? Yes, yeah, yeah. But four losses on the bounce and... A yeah, big game for them this weekend. Yes. Massive game for them at Anfield. Is it Anfield? No, Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal, that's it. I knew it was a big team. <laughs> Come on. Right, let's go, Peter. I'm all fired up for this. Yeah, right. Everton uh, against Spurs. Recent head-to-heads, you know, it's, it's gone Spurs' way, really. There's been three draws and two Spurs wins. Uh, Everton, only just one win in eight home matches. They come off a nil-nil draw away at Brighton. When they face top-half sides, their home record reads 1-3, drawn five, lost two. Spurs, they're coming off a 3-1 defeat at home to Man United. They lost four of their last seven away. Uh, when they play in home match uh, at top half uh, sides away, it, they've won two, drawn two, lost six. I fancy uh, Everton here um, plus uh, a quarter of a goal. I, I don't see them losing this game, and I, I and I think they've got uh, you know I think they're a reasonable chance, and I, I'm going to have a bet here: Everton plus a quarter. Well, I'm going to start by saying that. There's no way I can back Spurs minus a quarter of a goal here, Pete. For me, it's Everton plus a quarter or leave the game alone. Now, the historical head-to-head concern me because Spurs have gone 5-5-1 and one in the last 11 games. However, we did have that breathless FA Cup tie a few weeks ago where Ancelotti's men ran out for 5-4 uh, winners. The other concern for me, Pete, is the indifferent home form of Everton at Goodison Park this season. They probably, despite their great season and they're sitting eighth in the table, aren't they? They probably, I would suggest, been the team most affected by a lack of home crowds because if they had a normal sort of season with the, the home crowd really cheering them on, that they'd probably be pushing, really pushing for top four spot because their away form has been incredible. The other thing that concerns me as well is that the injuries are mounting up. For Everton, they don't really have the depth of quality in the squad. Dominic Calvert-Lewin was left out as a precautionary measure. That's that was the wording, precautionary measure last week at Brighton. Given that wording, I would expect him to start here tonight for Everton. If I'm looking to back Everton, I, I need to see that team sheet because they are a different team without Calvert-Lewin in the side. So, if he starts. I'm probably going to have a little bit of Everton plus a quarter of a goal. If Calvert-Lewin's name's not on that team sheet, I'm leaving well alone, Pete. 
Newcastle, West Ham next. Recent head-to-heads, Newcastle have won two. There's been one draw. West Ham have won one. A home to top six size. Newcastle's record reads 1-3, drawn two, lost five. And they're coming off a, a much-needed 2-1 victory away at Burnley. They've drawn three of their last four home matches, Newcastle. They're coming up against a, a West Ham sider in a bit of form. They've won five of the last eight Premier League matches, including the 3-2 victory. They had last time out a tone to... Uh, Leicester, away at bottom six sides, West Ham's record reads 1-5, drawn two, lost three. I think there's value here, Newcastle plus half a goal. I think they can avoid defeat here. But I tell you what, though, if West Ham win this game, that that, that really is, you know, it, that's re- a real statement, in my opinion. Yeah, well, this line's bouncing around, Pete. I'm just looking at the moment and it's West Ham minus a quarter. Um, so money has come in um, for Newcastle. Now, there's some really strong stats here with regards to top six sides away at bottom six finishing teams. And, you know, this West Ham are a top four side at the moment. Looking at the league table, there's a great chance that they finish in the top six. And we can't pick and choose which teams we class as top six sides when we are this far into the season. So I'm going to lay them out here. Over the last five completed seasons, top six sides have won 121 of 180 games away to bottom six finishing teams. Now that line has trended down to West Ham minus a quarter, at face value, that's astonishing value on West Ham. The thing that stops me, and I'm going to have a little bet on the, yes, on both teams to score line here, Pete. You get it around four to five. Newcastle seem to have adopted a little bit more of an offensive style in recent weeks. West Ham have been really good on the road. They've gone 7-3-5. and five. But when they've conceded in a game on their travels this season, they've gone 4-1-5. and five. So, I don't know how people want to play this, whether they want to take the yes on both teams to score, which you can back at around 4-5. to five, Or if you want a little bit, of, well, a lot more of a riskier bet, a bit more speculative, you can take the home side at nearly 3-1 to one here, Pete. And... Despite West Ham's great form this season, it's still West Ham. And I think Steve Bruce will think this is a very winnable game. And I think they'll score in the game. So, yeah, it's yes on both teams to score or back in Newcastle at just under three to one is, is my selection here. Wolves, Sheffield United next. Um... The last time the two sides met, it was a draw. Wolves at home to bottom six sides, a reasonable record. They won six, drawn three, lost one, come for one nil victory away at Fulham. Wolves, they've lost their last two home matches, though. They come up against the Sheffield United, who've lost eight of their last nine Premier League matches, including the three nil defeat at home to Arsenal. Away at mid table sides, one, two, drawn three, lost five. I can't believe my rating suggesting no value in the line. I would, I would say that this, this would be a home win. But then again, you've got to sort of think, are Wolves going to be really motivated for this game? But, you know, they really are stuck in the mid-table there. They're stuck in the mid-table, Pete. And also, I bet the Premier League are pleased to ditch this pay-per-view plan. This this game kicks off at 8.15 on a Saturday night. I'm, well, I'd be very surprised if they have any viewers that aren't fans of either of these two sides I mean it's one of these I know this kickoff's been moved obviously because of the the, the funeral of uh, the Duke of Edinburgh um, but it's it's not an attractive fixture to watch and now two games ago I wrote about how Sheffield United may not earn another point this season 
I expect them to lose this game, Pete. I expect Wolves to win this because I think Nuno will want to get his side finishing the season well. But as you quite rightly say, Wolves are stuck sort of in the middle of the table. And this goal line, uh, this match line, sorry, is minus three quarters. Now, Wolves have scored just 31 goals in 31 games this season. To trust a side who are averaging just one goal a game to cover a minus three quarters of a goal handicap against anybody is a huge ask. And I'm not saying they won't cover it because I think they'll win the game, but there's no way I can side with uh, Nuno's men in this one. Arsenal, Fulham next. Um, Arsenal won this fixture uh, last time the, the two sides met at the Emirates. Uh, their home form this season, though, Arsenal, not great. 1-6, drawn three, lost six. They come off a, a, a decent 3-0 victory away at Sheffield United. And at home to top six, uh, sorry, bottom six sides, their record's pretty good. 1-7, drawn one, lost two. They come up against a Fulham side that's lost their last four Premier League matches, including the 1-0 defeat to, uh, at home to Wolves. Uh, away at mid-table sides, they've won three, drawn two, lost five. Again, I don't see any real value. It, it, it Much of this, I think, depends on the motivation of Arsenal. Or will they be starting to sort of squad rotate or whatever for this Europa Cup? I, I don't really know. Yeah, and that's and that's the problem. We don't know the motivation of Arsenal, and we're not just on this hand on this handicap line of minus three quarters. We're not just backing them to win the game. If you take Arsenal here, you need them to win by a certain margin. And will they be able to do that coming off the back of a, a trip back from Prague? Um, arriving back in London in the early hours of Friday morning. I I don't think you can read anything either into their win at Sheffield United last week. Yes, on paper, it's a 3-0 win. It, it's a good win, but two of, those, two of those goals came really late. Fulham have lost four consecutive Premier League matches, though. You know, and now they go into this must... I think it's a must-win game for Fulham here. Um, I really do. Um it wouldn't surprise me if they won it, though, Pete. We've no, seen no, it wouldn't a few be. times in recent seasons, especially Arsenal. I remember, I believe, a couple of years ago, a late loss against Watford, potentially late on in the campaign. They do have the tendency to drop a clanger at home. If I would, if, if you asked me what I wanted to bet in this game, it would be a gentle lean to the home side on the handicap, or I would literally be back in Fulham outright. That is how undecided I am about this game, mate. Next up, uh, Man United-Burnley. Incredibly, United have won none of the four matches. There's been three draws and Burnley have won one. Home to bottom six sides, United's record reads 1-6, drawn three, lost one. Come off a 3-1 victory away at Spurs. United, they've won their last four Premier League matches. They're in some decent form. They come up a Burnley side whose recent away form is 1-3, lost three. So they're very mixed. Come off a 2-1 defeat at home to Newcastle. Away at top six sides, 1-3, drawn two, lost five. It's not a bad record, really. There is certainly value back in Burnley, plus one and a quarter goals. It's very close to push pulling that trigger, to be quite honest. And again, Pete, it is that motivation factor. I mean, you're looking at the league table, there's seven games to go. Manchester United are seven points clear of third place Leicester. They're 11 points behind Man City. So they're stuck in that sort of, you know, what do they do? Do they start resting players, you know, ahead of the Europa League semi-final? I mean, it is an opportunity to apply some form of pressure to Man City. They can close the gap to eight points, but 
you know, it's a big ask to think that Man City are going to surrender an eight-point lead in six games at the end of this season. Um, I mean, from a stats perspective, that would really appease the, the United fans a little, so they're not, you know, getting completely butchered by City in the table. And we know that Burnley have played well at Old Trafford in recent seasons. Uh, again, this is another one of those where if Burnley were in slightly better form, Pete, I would take them here. But for them to go ahead last week against Newcastle and not even take a point is a real worry for me. So I've got to leave this game well alone. Leeds, Liverpool next. Um... Leeds coming off a very good 2-1 victory uh, away at Manchester City and they've won their last three Premier League matches. Um, well, mind you, mind you, Liverpool as well. They've won their last three Premier League matches. So they're coming in some form. Looking at Leeds, uh, recent home form, 1-5, drawn, one loss, four. They're coming off against the Liverpool side who, who beat uh, Villa at home 2-1 uh, last week. And uh, away at mid-table size, 1-5, drawn, two, lost, three. I don't see any value in the line. I think, though, if I was to side with somebody, it would have to be Leeds. Well, I think this is a really interesting game, Pete, because we often talk about, in, in sort of betting terms, bad spots and after the Lord Mayor's show. And you would you would think that after Leeds went away to Man City and won, that this could be a real letdown spot. So the ideal game for them, in a way, is to play against another high-level opposition, the defending champions, Liverpool, at home, so there will be. It's not like they're playing a mid-table team where you think they might take the eye off the ball and maybe sort of sit on the laurels after that great win. They'll be fully focused for this game. This goal line open three and a quarter. It's ticked down to three. I'm really interested in taking the over here because we saw last week against City the way Leeds play, what can happen in their games, even if there's large periods of the game against the better sides where it's goalless. Recent games at Ellen Road have been surprisingly low scoring. The under two and a half goals is on a five and three run. I would be surprised, Pete, if we see less than three goals in this game. So even though the goal line's relatively high for my liking in terms of making a bet, if we're going to make a wager in this game, it's the over three, and, over three goals or, or pass. I, I think a push is the worst case scenario on this three goal line because I think the way Leeds play will really help Liverpool it'll you know Leeds won't be sitting off Liverpool will be able to hit them it'll be really open and attacking an attractive game mate just looking at uh, Liverpool's uh, closing fixtures the, the, the only other fixture this is a tough one I think the only other tough one they've got is Man United away on the on the first of May and you know which obviously that will be a keenly competitive but I, I you know you, you can see Liverpool you know getting back into that top four in truth can't you I could really do with them getting into the top two, to be honest, Pete, for my uh, yearly acker. That's what I need them on the each way, but I don't think they're going to do it. No, they won't get in the top two. Though. They certainly yeah. won't get in. The top. But but I, I think it would. You know, it's going to be it's going to be very very tight. Chelsea. I, good, I, good. I think yeah. I, I think they'll they'll finish in the top four. Liverpool. Well, let's put it this way: they'll finish in the top four if they want to finish in the top four, in my opinion. And now they're out of the Champions League. I don't see anything really stopping them, to be honest. I no, think and and also I think pull back West Ham and Leicester. Yeah, I think Chelsea have got to play Leicester as well. So some somebody's yeah. going to drop points there. Yeah, it's, it, and I think Chelsea's running is a lot harder than 
than Liverpool's as well. So that'll be interesting. It, anyway, it, must, it must be because Tuchel's had, had a lot of easy games to begin his reign there. Yes, yeah. Look, anyway, let's uh, get on to Chelsea. They're at home to Brighton. Uh, recent head says Chelsea have won three. There's been no no draws. Brighton have not won. At home to bottom six sides, Chelsea's record reads one seven, draw naught, lost three. They're cut off a, a very good 4-1 victory at home to Palace. Um, they've won three of their last five home matches, Chelsea. Brighton, the recent away record, pretty good. One three, draw one, lost two. They're cut off a nil-nil draw at home to Liverpool. Away at top six sides, it's pretty, you know, for Brighton, one three, draw three, lost four. I can't believe that. You know, when you look at their general form, they have been better this year, Brighton. And I, I'm surprised that that's... I'll have to stay. I'm surprised that they're staying up. Don't see any value in the line. Um, I can see Chelsea winning the game, though. The only reason I can't see any value in the line, Pete, is that Brighton have keep stitching me up all season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chelsea minus three quarters is, is the way I'd want to take this. They've gone 6-1-0 and in the seven meetings of the side, so Brighton have yet to taste victory against um, Chelsea, no matter who's been in charge of Chelsea. and um, They've only got one draw in those seven games. I think now as well... Maybe maybe I'm thinking too little of Premier League footballers, but Brighton are staying up. So at some point, you would expect a slight relaxation at the club. I'm sure Graham Potter and his management team will say all the right things. They'll go through the motions. But in the players' minds, they know the mission has been accomplished. They're going to stay up for another season. It's just human nature that you let yourself go a little bit. I think Chelsea will win this game, Pete. They're well motivated to finish in the top four. Tuchel seems to have got the group sort of galvanised. I actually thought when he took over, because Frank Lampard was so popular with the players, I didn't think they'd perform as well as they have done for him. Chelsea to win to nil at 31-20 to with Bet Victor looks really appealing to me. But I don't see Chelsea failing to win this game. Yeah, it's interesting, really. I think, uh, you know, if Brighton could have, you know, turned some of those draws, if they could, in other words, if they could score some goals, that they, they'd have they'd have had a really good season, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, kudos to Graham Potter, and you know, as well, talk about them failing to score goals, but they've only conceded thirty-eight yeah. goals, Pete, yeah. this season. That's less than West Ham. Yeah, it's only one less than Leicester. You know, they've been quite resolute. Now, we often say, is that because teams don't fear them? So they think if we can win 1-0, that'll do us. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, Graham Potter, again, I think he's a great English coach. We've seen this with Sean Dyche, though, as well. These managers at these smaller clubs in the Premier League, they can do so well, gain sort of plaudits from everybody. But then when the big jobs come up, they still get passed over. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Potter. Right, uh, that does it for us. Let's go through the games. And I'm going to just have one bet this 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 uh, weekend. It's going to be Everton plus a quarter. It's very close on the Burnley game, but I just can't go with it. Yeah, well, I'm just going to take the yes on the both teams to score in the Newcastle v West Ham game. You can back that around four to five. And I'm going to trust Mr Bruce to stop being so pragmatic and let his excellent attacking players uh trying to fire them to victory. And I think if Newcastle win this weekend, Pete, I think they're about there. Yeah. Right. We shall be back uh, next week. Um, Have a good weekend, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.